Hi, I'm Johanna Ferreira, content director of Pop Sugar Juntos. Juntos is all about celebrating Latin A culture, pride, our many intersectional identities, and joy. Thanks to support from Prime, there's so much to get into over at Juntos this month. From conversations with the Latin A minds behind our favorite new movies and resurrected TV shows, to thoughtful celebrity commentary and exclusive interviews with some of the biggest Latin music artists today. And it doesn't stop there. Get more of the music, movies, and shopping you love on Prime. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more of whatever you're into from streaming to shopping. And get all of our latest coverage at PopSugar.com slash Juntos. Con amor, Johanna. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's Insight Assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. The cut. 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 The because obviously we're not out of the woods yet. The risks are still out there, but for the first time, they are waning. When I got the jab, I felt that change almost physically. I walked out of the clinic and the world looked brighter and freer, like it was new again. Like, I can do stuff now. And it turns out, All that I wanted to do was fuck. (laughs) I mean, right? Slide in, slide out, only here for a night, so you know what I'm about. For over a year, I, Jasmine Aguilera, producer at The Cut, have been masking up, staying home, zooming all day long, and I am ready. I'm ready to make out with strangers. I'm ready to get drunk in public. I'm ready to hit the streets. I'm like an exotic zoo animal about to be released back into the wild. Okay, so I've been single during this entire pandemic, and it has not been easy. I spent most of my 2020 alone in my one-bedroom apartment, working or sleeping. I'd wake up five minutes before work, grind all day long, collapse on the couch, and then turn the TV on and watch the same shows I've seen dozens and dozens of times. Grace and Frankie, Rick and Morty, Venture Brothers... And it was like that for months, until one of my best friends from college, Brienne, had been doing this new wave post-punk Zoom dance party thing every Friday night. It's called Second Wave, and she'd been pushing me to come for weeks. I kept blowing it off because it was late, I was tired, and I just didn't feel like I could muster up the party spirit for yet another Zoom thing. But she swore up and down this was different, so one Friday night I signed on, and I was immediately addicted. Love. 
It was silly, just a group Zoom of friends and friends of friends listening to music, dancing, getting drunk, passing out, on Zoom, like Hollywood squares, but if every screen was filled with half-naked drunk people and glitter and wigs. I spent my weekdays planning outfits for this party, the only thing that I had to look forward to all week. One week I had a blue wig and a fishnet top, the next an all-white ensemble with silver glitter eyeshadow. I bought color-changing lights and disco balls and reflective stars to hang from my ceiling. Everything I could do to make me feel some kind of spark. An approximation of what a real dance club would feel like. And that's where I met Brock. Brock is one of the second wave DJs and a musician. He wrote this song for me. We started chatting, followed each other on Instagram, FaceTimed, texted. I was perfectly fine with the idea that I'd never meet him in real life. Because for one, he lives in San Diego. And for two, it's a pandemic. Honestly, I just wanted the attention. Because what else do I have going on? But one day, I felt bold. So I asked him if we could actually meet each other in real life. I wasn't even sure I was serious. I just felt like flirting a little bit more than usual. But it was like I lit a match to a kerosene-soaked rag. In seconds, we were talking about dates he could fly me out, what would we do there, how incredible it would be to finally meet up in person. And then before I knew it, I was buying tickets, and we were making lunch plans, and dinner plans, and beach plans. I wanted seafood, and Mexican food, and of course, an in-and-out run. We planned on jam sessions in his studio. There was just so much to do, and so little time. I packed a whole carry-on full of different outfits for very specific scenarios that might play out during our time together. Sexy beachwear, slutty casual, a cool band tee to show some personality. I was acting out different conversations we might have in my head, practicing my charm and my banner. But then I thought to myself, who does this? Who flies across the country for a booty call? I mean, all I really knew about him was that he was a musician and a DJ. I didn't even know how old he was. And that didn't really hit me until the plane took off. Delta Airlines, the health and safety of our passengers is the number one priority for us. I am five minutes out, driving, probably breaking the, yes, I'm definitely breaking the speed limit, but I'll be there soon. Hopefully you're good. Excited, very excited to see you. We couldn't find each other at first. We waved our arms frantically in the air, turning around in circles trying to spot each other outside baggage claim. Once we did, we shared a quick and awkward kiss. I was too afraid to look him directly in the eyes because, I don't know, I felt shy, I guess. And that's a feeling I haven't felt in a long time. So I just tried to rush through it. Suitcase in the back seat, seatbelt on, let's go. So I know you've already been to San Diego, but that's the little skyline in the bay. Yeah, I've only been here like a handful of times. How are you feeling right now getting off of the plane, especially traveling across the country, and it's been probably like a year or something since you've done something like that? I just had a lot of anxiety because it's been more than a year since I've left like New York. Just the idea that I can't go back to my own house, it's like my base and like uh -huh. everything I know and like like that feeling of like, oh, did I pack enough? Like, did I miss something? Was just especially strong, um, even though I know I'm only going to be here for like four days. Do you think you got like, comfortable and like... I felt weird being in his car. I felt weird just being outside my apartment. That whole first evening with Brock felt like a high school date. I guess I can't talk normally. I'm like, I don't know how to keep talking. Oh, I mean, you'd just be no you could just stop talking when you stop talking. Oh, okay. We were too excited but also too shy. 
both trying to take cues from each other, which of course turned into this weird feedback loop of cluelessness. And I was like, oh yeah, this is what real first dates are like. Constantly trying to project cool indifference while also hyper-processing everything you say and do. And not to brag, but usually I'm pretty good at that. I mean, I talk to strangers all the time. I have to charm people constantly. And I'm good at first dates. Or I used to be good at first dates. I tried to remember what my old tricks used to be, but it was like relying on muscle memory, but for social interactions. What did the charming me used to say on dates, in the before times? What did I do during long pauses? How did I smile? But my tricks felt outdated, needlessly molded around a world that didn't exist anymore. It felt wrong to be sophisticated or glamorous or charming because it's not like this pandemic is a pause and we just press play and keep going like nothing ever happened. I'm different now. We're different now. And that got me thinking about Jared. I have this new friend who isn't even looking for his old self. He doesn't want to go back. He wants to stay in pause. Forever. Is there any part of the before times that you miss? <laughs> um, you really got to think about it. I do. So, like, if you could keep your life the way that it is right now. Yes. You would do it. Yes. But, like, I don't want to come off as being like, what's everybody complaining about? Like, <laughs> the, the lifestyle for me, like, the that, like, vintage, original March to May 2020 COVID lifestyle. Wow, so height of it. Yeah, yeah. Like that, aside from like, oh, I need to go to the grocery store and like I'm and it's sheer terror, like that thing. <laughs> aside from that part, but like I I literally, and I was surprised by this, but I had never felt so like emotionally, mentally, like, healthy. I felt like I was, like, flying. It was, wow. it was a, Yeah, it was really, it was, for me, it worked. I'm really trying hard not to judge here, but it's hard. Jared is an awesome guy. I'm not judging him for the way he feels. But, like, what? You never get lonely? I don't. That's that's been that's a thing that I noticed about myself a few years ago that I like I've never felt lonely. My sister is very different from me. My sister is like a very she's somebody who loves going out, going places, spending time with people. She asked me that same question once about whether I get lonely and I had said no and I was kind of like what does this sensation of feeling lonely feel like and like as she was getting into it and I was like, "Oh, that's what it feels like when I'm like at a party." It often does create a sensation that is like, it's weird. Like the way to describe it is like, <laughs> like I'm going to die alone. <laughs> I do enjoy some people's company. I enjoy your company. Um, well, that, I'm, I'm easy to enjoy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not Jared and I'll never be Jared. I love parties and meeting new people. I even chat up the cashiers at the grocery store. But now I just forget how to do all that. And I guess I'm going to have to figure it all out again, even if it's not like before. So how does this new me do it? That's after the break. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs 
can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. I'm so happy to be here where I can like chill outside and like the weather is nice and mm-hmm. it's five in the morning. Yeah, this is definitely new to me. That's what happens when you go to bed at seven. <laughs> <laughs> was it seven? Um, let's see. The sun was going down. Brock and I got past the awkward high school vibes, mostly. And spent our first day together getting drinks, laying in the sun, and eating tacos. It was such a nice day, we ended up taking a nap at 7 p.m., which means we woke up again at 5 a.m. the next day. There are no rules. I'm on vacation. Sort of. (laughs) No rules. No expectations. That's the nice leftover from COVID. If something doesn't work out exactly as planned, well, it's okay. Time is fluid. And 5 a.m. is as good a time as any. This is fun. I'm glad I'm here with you. Like, oh, I'm glad I'm here with you too. It's in a random morning time because we're old fogies who fell asleep before. <laughs> we're not old fogies. We're we're alternative partiers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'll we'll make up for it. Why are you smiling? Because this is pretty rad. You know the thing about sunrises that they're automatic, like, if you experience a sunrise together, like, in the first couple times that you meet somebody, there's there's something memorable about it that's different than... There's just something about a sunrise and, like, staying up all night or, like, you know, getting up early before... There's yeah. just the witching hour, man. I like this, like, weird pale blue, gray, almost light, but not quite just before dawn. It's like the light's slowly coming up. Should I get dressed? Yeah, say let's put on some shoes. Yeah, clothes. Things that keep you warm. So this was not turning out to be the booty call I thought it would be. It was more like a rom-com. But fuck, I don't want to catch feelings. But he's so cute. But what about my hot girl summer? Ugh. 
So fuck it. I'm not going to think about it. Let's just do shrooms. I'm only eating however many you told me to eat. No, you should eat all of that. Okay. All of that. Don't set me up for failure here. No, not at all. And here's a personal recommendation from me to you. If you're going to watch Godzilla vs. King Kong, do yourself a favor and add some drugs to your popcorn. Just bare minimum plot to get us here. Yeah, like, good job, Ryder. get the fuck out of here. We don't need you anymore. The CGI team's yeah. taking over this room. But once they kick in, it's amazing. We spent the next few days just doing weird shit together. I did the worm on a green screen while wearing a pigeon mask and parrot wings so I could be in his band's next music video. It all went by so fast. I came here to fuck and be real, and I ended up falling in love. Maybe with Brock, or maybe just with freedom. I wanted to stay longer, to just marinate in this weird period of transition, a time and a place where I could fall asleep at 7 p.m. and do shrooms with a guy I'd only known for less than two months to catch feelings, and then let them go. But airports don't operate on this COVID but not really COVID time continuum. So I had to be at the San Diego airport the next day by 7 a.m. to make my flight. Them's the breaks, baby. All right. Hello, baby. I'll miss you. I'll miss you, Stay. I know. When I got back to New York, I looked out the window. It was gray and drizzling. It was Tuesday, and I had to prep for an interview, throw out an old salmon I'd left in my fridge all week. Back in San Diego, it was probably 78 degrees outside. (sighs) I just wanted something sweet again. So I went to Junior's in Brooklyn. I heard they were giving out free cheesecake to the vaccinated. And I love cheesecake. Avery met me there. Just about to walk up to Avery. There she is. Looking so sad and forlorn, looking for me in front of Junior's. She doesn't see me yet. Oh, she's seen me. She spotted me. Hi. Recognizable with the knee-high boots and the earrings, even with a mask. Hi. I know, me too. (laughs) It's like the two Spider-Men looking at each other like, no, I am. I was really excited to eat at Junior's. Pre-COVID, I'd only been there once, but I always appreciated the vibe. It's a landmark, really. A sort of fancy, old-timey diner with big wooden booths and brass banisters, and a big, light-up, 1950s-looking sign that says Junior's right outside. It's very retro. Nice and romantic in the rain, madam. They're famous for their cheesecake. Like, really famous. Are you like a fan of this cheesecake normally or only when it's free? I've never had it. Oh! We'll see. I guess we'll find out. Okay, here we go. Let's go go. order. Let's see if this works. 
Do you accept it when it's one shot, or does it have to be fully vaccinated? They can say, show us the card. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Hey, wait, I'm going to get one shot. Arlene's a homie. Avery and I went back outside, into the rain. It was really pouring, and no one else was eating outside but us. Oh, jeez, fuck. This is the worst outdoor dining scenario. <laughs> The outdoor dining bank was built right outside Junior's curved glass sunroom. Well, they look like they're having a great time. So we had a nice view of all the people inside eating. I don't know who's, like, pitying who right now. Like, we're just looking at the indoor diners and they're looking at us through the glass. <laughs> and we're all probably, like, chumps. <laughs> yeah, it was cold and rainy, but it was fine. I was with Avery, and I had a milkshake. So I was happy. And we were about to chow down on some famous New York cheesecake. Uh, okay, you're gonna laugh at how small these I, things are. These are the, okay, I can't even reenact my shock at these. <laughs> <laughs> these are little, um, what are they called, ramekins? These are ramekins. These it, look they, like the little containers you get like sauce in. Yes, it looks like mayonnaise. It looks like a tiny side order of mayonnaise. <laughs> There's, there's literally no crust. It's just the cheesecake part okay, of the cheesecake. But to be fair, this was like the appropriate amount of cheesecake. Like, no one should be eating yeah. that much cream cheese just <laughs> with a spoon that ever. Is, that is kind of bizarre. <laughs> I was just taking a little bird's eye view of us, like, crouching in the rain, eating <laughs> cheesecake out of ramekins, being like, freedom! <laughs> we made it! It's almost over, guys. This episode was written and produced by me, along with Avery Truffleman and B.A. Parker. Edited by Kelly Prime. Our executive producers are Hannah Rosen, Stella Bugby, and Nisha Kurwa. Mixed by Alex Higgins. The Cut Podcast is made possible by the team at New York Magazine. Subscribe and support their work at thecut.com slash subscribe. I'm Jasmine Aguilera, and thanks for listening. 